0: i joined in the studio with Dr. Vanessa Bible, a lecturer here at UNE in Peace Studies and History. And we will be discussing the topic of the uh, Battle of Tarion Creek. Is that how you pronounce it? Tarania. Tarania Creek. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Like, I don't know how to pronounce these things. I'm like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> um, so to kick it off, I think we'll start with what was the battle?
1: Okay, so, Terrania Creek was the very first successful um, direct action blockade in defence of a forest known in the Western world. It happened in August 1979 Um, and Terrania Creek is north of Lismore, north of a little place called the Channon. Um, Now, there were some earlier protest movements to prevent logging. The most important being in India, the Chipko movement. Um, It was originally the Bishnois, actually, in the 19th century. And then the Chipkos, I think that was in 1973, where women actually hugged trees. And that's where you get the term tree hugger from. Okay. To save uh, trees. Now, those trees were mainly for uh, resource value. And they were individual trees, not to discount the importance of that event, but Terrania really radically transformed the way that we defend forests as a full scale, successful blockade. And many of the techniques that were pioneered at Terrania are now used right around the world in forest blockades. Interesting.
0: Um, So do we know what actually sparked the battle?
1: Uh, yeah, so in 1974, there were, there were some locals to Terrania Creek Road. Uh, okay, so now first, some context. Context is really yeah. important. So in Australia, it's best to think of the 1960s as an era, that seminal yeah. era that we all know of as the time of you know hippies and radical free love and all yeah. that. Um, really happened in the 70s. It happened a bit later here, and that's what I always argue anyway. Yeah. So, and the Northern Rivers region of New South Wales was pretty much counterculture central. It was the yeah. largest countercultural community in the Southern Hemisphere. So you had a massive influx of all of these people who had these countercultural values and many of them moved there for the forest. And there were quite a few couples that took up residence on Turania Creek Road. Now, yeah. at the end of Turania Creek Road, you have the Turania Creek Basin, which was one of the final, one of the last remaining remnants of this amazing ancient Gondwanan rainforest left yeah. so then in 74 when they heard of plans to log the basin there was first shock what are we going to do about this and then they kicked into action decided that they'd do something about it so they formed the Turania Native Forest Action Group or TINFAG which isn't a very I don't know linguistically <laughs> pleasing um, acronym but anyway yeah. TINFAG as it's known and they campaigned to save the forest using what I refer to as the the polite techniques. So, and lobbying. So that was like the non-violent kind of techniques? Uh, they yeah. Used? yeah. Um, but the blockade itself is non-violent as well. Yeah. But I'm very happy to, I, I could talk about this. All <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Let me know if I'm going off topic. Um, so the the polite techniques, is in the techniques that weren't disruptive. Yeah. You know, talking to politicians. They even did... Um, what's now known as citizen science so transects of the forest they, this was at a time when people didn't really understand what rainforest was yeah, um, or its biodiversity value so they were learning as they went, they learned about the forests, they waged these campaigns they talked to scientists, to politicians, they went down to parliament, they did all of these things and then ultimately uh, they were unsuccessful and then in 1979 the plans were put in place for logging to occur, it was August um, 79 now there was a big demonstration there at the site at, on Hugh and Nan Nicholson's property which were they were qu- quite central to the yeah. protest they were at the end of Terrania Creek Road and they'd gone down to the local markets the Channon markets very famous um, you know alternative hippie counterculture kind yeah. of market <laughs> gathering place and said, "Look, you know the because there were some people in the New South Wales state government that were actually on board. They were on site. It was a Labor government yeah. at the time, the Rand government. And so they asked people to come along and stage a demonstration because they'd been told by some friendly politicians that if they could demonstrate uh, wide-scale opposition, that they might be able to stop it. So there was a gathering of people that had all gathered from the Channon Market. They all went to Hugh and Nan's property. They set up essentially uh, an intentional community overnight." camping there was even a pizza oven all these amazing (laughs) things came together and then when the logging trucks came rumbling down the road this amazing thing happened this organic spontaneous blockade where they just saw the trucks coming and ran out onto the road to say stop please you can't do this and then they went hang on we're standing on the road they can't get through and with that, this incredible organic response, the notion of a forest blockade was born. And so the campaign then went on for uh, four weeks and all sorts of different things were tried. So at one point a dam was diverted, so the water went onto the road and turned yeah. it into a mess. Um, a line of combis had their wheels taken off. There were All of these things, tree sitting, so climbing yeah. trees. Again, we associate this stuff with being quite central to protest. Um, and this is when it first happened. So it was very much this spontaneous evolving process that was ultimately successful, in mm-hmm. a sense. So that, in 79, that was stopped. Um, the Rand government intervened and then called uh, for an inquiry. Logging of rainforests still continued. And this is the important part of the Trania Creek story. There was another blockade at Mount Nardi in 1982. Now that was a bit more radical. Yeah. So Trania Creek is very much about non-violence and non-violent yeah. direct action. It was the 82 blockade at Mount Nardi where you had a few more of the Nimbin mob who were a little bit more radical. Yeah. Um, bit more, a few more questionable techniques, um, some punch-ups, that kind of thing, so I've heard. Um, but it was during that campaign that Rand finally intervened and called an end to all logging of all rainforest in New South Wales and supposedly old, old growth, all old growth forest as well. Yep. Now, of course, it's... It still happened, but technically that was what was meant to happen. Uh, and the RAN government, Neville RAND himself, actually said that saving the rainforests of New South Wales was the most important thing that he had done during his reign. So, yeah, I, I get the sense I'm rambling. <laughs> no, it's fine. This stuff.
0: <laughs> um, so what's the importance of the site and why should we, like, protect it, ah, I guess?
1: Great point. I mean, well, it's important symbolically. As the site of the blockade, yeah. uh, you can actually visit it, it today. And there's a rain, uh, a um, a waterfall there that flows into back Cave Creek, which then flows into Trania Creek proper. Yeah. The waterfall has been named Protesters Falls in commemoration. There's a um, there's a big display there. So in local culture, the site is very significant. I mean, it's also significant historically because it is that first site that gave us. So many of the tried and tested techniques that do work in yeah. effective forest blockading. But then the biodiversity value of the place as well. Um, very high biodiversity. There are a few rare endangered frogs, including the fleas barred frog, that, that live in and around the creek. Um, there are ancient indigenous sites, men's um, initiation grounds at Terrania Creek. Um, and the aesthetic values as well. Now, of course, we always talk about these rainforests as being beautiful, but that's really secondary. The most important thing is the biodiversity value, but yeah. it's important for humans to have a connection to these wild places and to see these places of beauty and to be you know, reminded of these ancient places. And it is, it's stunningly beautiful. It's an incredible place for anyone who might not have been there. It's well worth yeah. the, the trip.
0: Um, so how are we going about protecting it today? and like for the future, I guess. Yeah, well,
1: oh, I might get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, um, it's been on fire. That's And there have been some ecologists there. Dylan Pugh, who was actually quite central to the protest um, yeah. himself, has been there. And he's had a look at the site and reported. Uh, the Nicholson's, who still live there at the Channon, have been there. Um, a lot of the Terrania Creek, the Nightcap National Park, has has been burnt um, at the moment it looks like it's mainly the drier areas that have burnt the really dense rainforest has suffered a little bit um, in terms of long-term protection it's about taking action on climate change essentially yeah. um, we're losing these sites it's absolutely devastating to see it um, the, the gully terrania creek gully and bat cave creek and protesters falls so the site that most people associate with terrania creek has suffered there are there are burn sites um, it will it has certainly impacted on on the ecosystem on the biodiversity value and i suppose the scary thing is once we have a fire event like this it's much more likely that future fire events happen and every time yeah. that happens it dramatically reduces the resilience of the sites Um, and the size of the site as well so it's been compromised there are parts that have been lost that will never be rainforest again that's the thing about rainforest it's not meant to burn Um, and the last significant fire event in the area um, according to ecologists was a thousand years ago wow yeah so it's it's just not meant to burn it doesn't burn but this season we're seeing not only that, rainforest burning, but you know, are we Lamington. seeing like
0: areas that haven't burned before? Could you say?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, and I mean that's evidenced by the fact that they are rainforest and they do yeah. have high biodiversity values. Um, Washpool National Park is another site that's still on fire. Uh, Mount Highland Nature Reserve, the Border Ranges, um, Lamington National Park. Oh God, it's just all up and down the coast. Yeah. It's just absolutely shocking. And old-growth forest as well. And in a sense, the burning of old-growth forest um, and sites that have been saved by um, subsequent movements after Terrania Creek, so the Northeast Forest Alliance who saved areas like Wild Cattle Creek and Mummel Gulf um, and Washpool, they saved the Washpool. Um, Those sites, in a sense, that old-growth forest, some of those trees are thousands and thousands of years old. Rainforest tends to regenerate. Um, differently there are a lot of younger trees it's, yeah. it's kind of constant cycle so with the loss of those incredible old forest giants and species like red cedars that's just yeah absolutely shocking mm.
0: so have there been other um, let me see how I can word this um, so based on this battle has it influenced other strikes in the environmental
1: department? Oh absolutely many many um, through individual action So individuals So some of the people that were at Terrania Creek Actually went down to the Franklin River Blockade The big one in Tasmania yeah. In 1982-83 And actually trained the non-violent direct activists Down there Using wow. the techniques that they'd learnt uh, Dylan Pugh Who I mentioned teamed up with another man Called John Corkill And they formed the North East Forest Alliance Which went on to save over a million hectares In their own right throughout New South Wales uh, people like John Seed were at Terrania Creek. Now he's hugely important. He formed, founded the Rainforest Information Centre. He actually travelled throughout the US telling people about Terrania Creek. Earth First, who yeah. we know was this huge movement, were actually directly inspired by what happened at Terrania via John Seed. They learnt about the techniques that, that Australian people were using um likewise in britain the anti roads movement used techniques that were pioneered by the north east forest alliance so what we see from terania creek is this kind of outward energy where we see it echoing and people Many, many people who are at Terrania Creek say it utterly transformed their lives and many of them dedicated their lives after that to rainforest preservation, including the Dane Tree, the South East, there's so many. I've written a book about it actually and it's all in there. Um, Even Bentley, the Bentley blockade of 2014 can be linked to Terrania Creek in that sense as well. Yeah. Okay,
0: thank you for coming in and talking to us. Um, can anyone find you on social media to keep up with the work that you're doing? Uh, no, I'm pretty bad with my social
1: media <laughs> academic profile. It's a good reminder that I should get on with that. Um, I mean, I'm Googleable. That yeah. that book that I mentioned, Terrania yeah. Creek, um, and the Foraging of Modern Environmental Activism, is available through Dixon Library. It's a free ebook. Yep um i've got other little various bits and pieces that i'm working on but um yeah social media i've got to get with the time
0: (laughs) just so we can link (laughs) it into like the blog posts and you know people